Good afternoon and welcome, JRPG fans, to episode 61 of the JRPG Report. My name is James Fisher. Back with you again this week for a uh, probably will be a quick episode. There's not a lot going on in the JRPG world, um, but uh, that's what happens when you when you do this every week. Sometimes there's not a whole lot of stories that have come out um, in the past few days, but we've got uh, a few things to talk about. Um, first and foremost, I want to thank all you guys for listening and being part of the podcast, especially. Those old school cats that have been with me since day one, I upped it. I was looking at the description for the podcast and noticed that it said it was monthly. And uh, of course, if you've been with us since the beginning, you'll know that this all started as a monthly podcast. Uh, when I had time and there was a bunch of stuff to talk about, I would do every month, sometimes um, a little bit less time periods than that. But uh, it's only been recently through you guys' desire and to listen to us and uh, wanting more and more that we've been able to move that to a weekly podcast. So of course I then had to change the description, obviously, but uh, again, thank you to you guys. And, uh, and I'd love to give a big thank you to the new people who have joined us here recently and become a part of the Facebook page and the whole community. Um, if you'd like to get involved even more, we are taking listener support. Now you can find out all that through the anchor app and, um, as well as record any voicemail questions for us. Uh, head over to the Facebook page, pop a question or two, whatever you want talked about on the show, I'd be more than willing to talk about it. So the big news, and this came out, I guess, about three days ago, and uh, I want to talk about it for a few minutes first and foremost, is uh, rather troubling news at an Nippon Itchy that they are in some financial problems. Now, uh, I've done a little digging into this, and of course, that is the benefit of having a few days after the initial story breaks that uh, more information has come out. So it's it's a bit mixed, guys. Um, <clears throat> you can't deny that they uh, their sales are a little bit down. Um, you know, outside of Disgaea, they don't really have that big marquee uh, title for them. But what has really caused uh, the financial strain in particular is a mobile game that they really tried to launch in Japan. Now, it is, uh, it's not working, <laughs> to say the least. They take a bit of a, a gamble on this, and if you do a mobile game right, it can pay off in dividends. Well, the opposite has happened with this one. It is it is not done well. They've been stuck in a period of just uh, failure to launch, basically. Um, and as of last month, they, they kind of took it off, and I don't think it's going to come back out. So as a company, they've not made any money off this mobile game. They've obviously lost money paying for developers, programmers, testers, everybody um, to try to get this rolled out. And what they've actually done is uh, they've applied for what's called an MS warrant stock, which allows them to sell stock at a cheaper price and generate a cash flow to pay all these poor souls who've been working on this doomed mobile game and have not been paid yet. So as a company, that's what they decided to do. 
uh, rather than, I guess, take out the general fund. And um, so that is what what appears on, you know, I guess in America it's maybe a little different. Japan, who knows exactly how those technical things work. When you hear somebody selling off stock for cheap, you think, you know, the company's bankrupt. Uh, that doesn't appear to be the case, at least initially right now, that they are just looking for a way to pay off uh, the debts incurred by this title. Obviously, it's not a good thing uh, to have to do that. And uh, certainly they could use um, a boost in sales, but immediately, you know, the doom and gloom was, oh, well, we're never going to see the sky of six. And uh, personally, and fans in the West are concerned with NIS America, who develops a little game that I hold near and dear or will hold near and dear in uh, Trails of Cold Steel 3. Uh, as well as other uh, titles that are involved with publishing in the West on a large scale um, of Japanese titles. So it didn't sound good in terms of that, but then just, uh, I believe yesterday, it came out, NIS America released a statement, and I'll just read this to you. Uh, we deny the rumors full stop. Um, not exactly sure what was what they're exactly implying except for that. Um, but in the case of NIS America, we are in fine financial health for the year. I'm guessing that is financial year uh, 19 through 20, which would run through April. We don't have much to say about the NIS situation outside of the fact that NIS has proposed to introduce a new warrant to require funding for future development. And this choice does not impact the income, uh, the company's current operations, meaning Trails of Cold Steel 3, still in production. Uh, they are operating as, as different entities, and we don't have to worry anything about that in the West. As long as it comes out, <laughs> and there's no reason why it shouldn't, it'll be out in the fall. So as long as it lies in that financial year, there's absolutely nothing to worry about. That being said, the future out past this year, they're not talking about, and they don't really know yet. So um, while it would certainly be bad news if NIS and then, of course, uh, NIS America were affected down the road in terms of, you know, Trails of Cold Steel 4 localization in the West, I, while that would be bad, I have no doubt that either uh, Falcom or somebody else would step up, a Sony even, and produce that title in the West. By that point, we're going to be talking about a completely different outlook for Falcom in terms of uh, this game franchise and where it's headed. So the good news is there's nothing really to worry about. The bad news is it's still something to be concerned about and could affect the company down the road. Obviously, um, we hope not, especially Disgaea fans. They don't want to see this, and it just it kind of drives home the the idea that uh, developers have seen mobile as this just cash cow, and if done right, it can certainly pay off. But it seems like, especially in this case, it has not paid off, and has done the reverse of put the kind of the company in some some bit of hot water. But I did want to kind of address that first and foremost, and uh, tell you what I'd find out. You know, found out since the initial uh, news breaking 
that it appears that it wasn't quite as bad as initially uh, initially thought. So let's take just a quick break, and uh, we'll have a word from Anchor, telling all about their awesome platform, and be right back with uh, some more news and notes. So we've only got a handful of stories to really talk about this week. Uh, things were a little light. We're still kind of gearing up towards E3, so I didn't anticipate there'd be a lot of stuff really coming out. There probably won't be here for the next couple of weeks. Um, uh, we did finally get a uh, at least a release date in Japan for an Anunnaki. It will launch for uh, PS4 and Switch on August 22nd. In Japan, Square Enix announced the release date for the PC version was not yet announced. And, of course, Tokyo RPG Factory is still anticipating a summer release across uh, all four, all three platforms in the West. Although, with it coming out in Japan on the 22nd of August, that summer window uh, is not very big after that date. Um they did also introduce the game's demons, or demons, however you say it. Uh, these are characters that will assist the protagonist, Kangachi, in battle. And there's a new trailer you guys can check out for that as well. This game looks pretty cool. It's more, you know, a game can kind of draw you in with its ideas, the, the story. But this game, I think, is definitely appealing on the... Uh, uh, visual side of it in particular it's, it looks really really cool um, Tokyo RPG Factory is going more the action route with this one and um, we'll see how it holds up after their uh, last two entries see if it raises the bar any for for Square Enix and Tokyo RPG Factory uh, God Wars The Complete Legend will launch for the PC via Steam on June the 14th, and it will be $29.99. Uh, you get quite a few things all included with that. Um, they did say a patch featuring the latter editions will be released for PS4, Switch, and Vita versions the same day as that releases. So if you guys have already got that, you can look forward to it, the God Wars Complete Legend for PC on June the 14th. Uh, fans of the Atelier series can, uh, of course, enjoy Luluna here in just a few days. Um, well, it's it's out now in North America uh, for PS4, Switch, and PC. Actually launched yesterday. Our friends in Europe will get it on May the twenty fourth. But they have uh, you. You can follow this link over at Gamatsu. They've got a survey going on. This should take five to ten minutes and has seventeen questions, all about you and your experience with the uh, with the series. Uh, like what do you what do you like most? What made what. Uh, Things affected your decision. What platform are you playing on? Um, buying it digitally or physical? And collector's edition. Those type of things. They just want to know a little bit more about you and your buying habits. If you pre-ordered or not. Uh, did you visit the website? So maybe something that they're trying to figure out in moving forward. So if you're interested in that, you will be rewarded with a set of wallpapers. 
Um, of course, if you are looking at this article, you can just follow the links to those wallpapers and not have to worry about the survey, but that would be up to you. Um, I don't know a ton about the details of this, but uh, just a a quick outside the JRPG realm in particular, that Sony and Microsoft announced a partnership for cloud gaming and content streaming solutions. Um, there's a bunch of technical information in there, but anytime you see a partnership between two companies is like these, it's 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 only good news. We there's been you know talks for years about at least for online gaming why why these two or even with Nintendo as well why they can't kind of coexist. You know if you've got the same game why you shouldn't be able to play against players from other platforms um, online. And I guess this is probably without getting too into it. I'm guessing this is good news in terms of finally allowing. Um, something to that effect we'll we'll keep more more of an eye on that as as we learn some more about it but i just wanted to pass that along quickly as something that certainly looks like it could be promising uh something else i'm not going to get into because i don't know enough about it and there is uh, just a ton of information just got released about fire in three houses of course due out on july 26 i have a feeling it's going to be shown in a big way at E3 here in a couple weeks. Uh, uh, Gamatsu has a great feature story on it. It came out in a past issue of uh, Famitsu over there. And it is just pages upon pages upon pages of information. And I can't do it justice because I, I'll be frank. I really don't know what it's talking about being new to the series. Um, so if you're interested in that, you should definitely check it out because i mean there are just there's so much information there's there's probably an hour's worth of stuff to look over here tons of great images um who's who's uh voice actors there's uh talking about the crests in the game and the protagonist has a a unique crest of course how he was uh invited by the supreme leader of the church uh her name is Rhea. But yeah, just more than I can really go over, and it would probably bore most of you to tears, me me talking about it. But uh, again, one of those things that you kind of need the images to go along with the information to really kind of know what's going on. But uh, certainly a game I'm looking forward to, and I would like to check out when it finally does release, and I've got some some free time. Um, Coming up on September the 12th through the 15th, those will be the dates for the Tokyo Game Show. And we've got the uh, new main illustration. They've always got a really awesome uh, illustration for the for the game show each year. And it is done by, uh, oh man, I don't want to put your name too bad. Uh, IP Goyaboyo? <laughs> That's so bad. His first name is spelled I-P-P-E-I. Last name is spelled G-Y. O-U-B-U, and he has designed the previous uh, illustrations. So if you are familiar with those uh, really cool-looking main images for the Tokyo Game Show, you will be instantly recognized. And that's the first thing I thought of even before I saw that he was involved. Uh, It looks just like his ones before, but just really cool. 
they announced it and it has the theme this year of more connected more fun so of course we will be uh very much looking forward to news to come out of tokyo game shows that is kind of our thing here on the jrpg report i'm sure we'll get some stuff at e3 but uh that's really where we make our bread and butters there at uh, in Tokyo. So, yeah, this has been a very short podcast, to say the least. I do want to mention that I finally wrapped up Trails of Cold Steel this uh, past week, uh, not too long after I recorded last podcast, and um, only had trouble with uh, a few fights. The... Uh, the first one that you, of course, the first time you fight C, you can't win that fight. The second time you fight him and his two archaisms, I uh, I didn't do well and died pretty pretty quickly. Had to restart that one. The last boss, man, the first time I quote unquote boss that you face at the end of the trials, um, big shadow thing that comes out of the uh, graveyard of swords. He he wiped the deck with me. It wasn't even. It wasn't even funny, to be quite honest. And the worst fought part about uh, fighting a hard boss fight and failing is taking a long time to fail. <laughs> like, struggling for 30 or 45 minutes against a boss just to die is uh, is not fun. Uh, not at all. So I kind of went back in with, with a different strategy, um, watched a, a quick YouTube video, on it to, to see what I'd done wrong. I don't remember the first time playing it having that. I mean, I remember being a challenge, but not necessarily to the point of uh, dying, but I was able to overcome um, the first time that you get the, uh, the last fight after that. Don't want to, maybe people aren't done with it yet. So I don't want to ruin too much, but just saying the last fight I, I had, a I died in it initially as well. And it's, it's one of those fights that, um, it, you've got to do it just right not to lose. And if you're not paying attention um, to what they're telling you before the fight, you will not do well. So, uh, of course, it ends on the awesome cliffhanger setting us up for Trails of Cold Steel 2 here in, oh man, not very long at all. Uh, right at two weeks. So... I've been I've been actually taking a bit of a break. We're we're, we're gearing up for the uh, Fishley Fisher family vacation next week, so I've been trying to get everything ahead with work and getting things packed up and make sure vehicles are taken care of and laundry and all that fun stuff that goes along with the vacation. So I've actually not been playing any any games here. Is why would I want to start something up knowing I'm going to be coming back to uh, Cold Steel Two when we come back? But it'll be nice to to have that coming back to. So the last thing I want to just touch on, and I won't be very long with it. Um, we talked obviously about the state of play uh, Final Fantasy VII reveal or whatever it was last week. Since then, uh, I've seen a a myriad of YouTube videos all about uh, supposed, and I'm throwing up air quotes right now, leaks from insiders as to what Final Fantasy VII Remake is all about. And 
I don't want to even really get into that. Um, when you're talking about rumors, whether they're true or not, they're exactly that. They're rumors. And I'm not here to speculate on rumors. If you guys want to dive into that, like I said, there are tons of videos out there that are talking about what these, uh, I believe there's two individuals, um, named, not named, but you know, anonymous sources talking about it. And a lot of it makes sense. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that this is, you know, that far fetched and, and won't actually be the truth. I would just rather wait until, and we don't have to wait that long until E3 when all this is going to come out, um, full blown. Um, it'll be revealed. All this stuff will come to fruition. The, the couple things that I, that aren't, uh, are really groundbreaking by any stretch, um, that the game is going to be in two parts that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'd been saying for a while that they were going to break up into the three discs. Well, that's probably way too short. So you can break it up in half and without any spoilers about I me, mean, we're talking about a game that came out in 97, but the major event that happens in the game, that would be the end of the first part. And then there'd be a short window that you'd have to wait until part two came out. You're probably talking about full price for both games. Um, there needs to be a lot of content added in order to warrant anything like this. Uh, backstory aplenty, but, um, there's a lot of information out there and most of it sounds pretty positive. I'll be honest. I've been a little negative on the whole idea of the remake as it is literally remaking the game completely, um, and changing what it was. But the more I see of it, the more I think about it, I'm going to be excited when this game comes out and I've just got to kind of accept it that it's a it's a new game. And if they do it right and it doesn't feel like 15, I'm going to really enjoy it, I think. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to touch on that as, as something that I'm not really thrilled to talk about it. We can take a whole podcast and talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake once uh, Square Enix and Sony and the rest of the world is ready to blow the doors open on it. Remember, they're doing the concert the day before. I have a feeling that it is just going to be Sony is not doing E3. So this is going to be huge. And let's just talk about it when it is factually <laughs> actual facts to talk about and not um, what somebody says. All these rumors could turn out to be 100% true and that'd be great. But I don't feel like there should we should spend a ton of time talking about rumors. That's just me. So look forward to that coming up in a few weeks, but we're going to go ahead and end this short podcast. I'm going to try to do one next week, guys. I can't promise anything. Um, I'm going to have my phone and I'll have my little, um, lapel mic. So we're going to try to record a, a simple podcast, you know, beach edition, um, see if it'll work or not. That's all. That's all I can say. I can't, uh, can't promise too much. But until then, guys, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to head out over to wherever you listen to your podcast from, whether it be Anchor or Apple or Google or whoever. Leave us a review. We do appreciate that. That certainly helps out the cause. Don't forget we're accepting uh, listener support as well. You can do that through the Anchor app. 
Um, I've also got the link on the Facebook page too, if you guys want to want to be so inclined to do that. Join the Facebook page. Join our YouTube page. Subscribe for videos. Um, I think after vacation, I'm going to try to record the podcast on video and do a video podcast each week as well. So keep your fingers crossed and look forward to seeing my smiling face. I don't know. I may get a little camera shine and back out, but we're going to give it a shot, I think. But until then, guys, uh, I hope to talk to you again real soon. Don't forget, get back out there and level up.